This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Good morning. Today's class is and God willing also in the success of Extremely excited about the event in, in Beverly Hills, 21st and 22nd. 21st is going to be on the Law of Attraction. 22nd is going to be for singles and and, and pretty much anybody can come. But the class is, is going to be very tailored to, in, to how to optimize relationships and how to draw the right relationships into our lives. Today, we're going to talk about Lesson four in the second half of Lakuta Moharan. Really, really amazing class. Um, amazing concept, as usual, by Rab Nachman. Uh, I was reading a, a, I was listening to an article, the, not listening, looking at a video by um, Huberman, Andrew Huberman. And he, and he said, he gave studies on, on, on how much sleep a person should have, etc. But he said one thing, whether, whether it's five to seven hours, he said you don't really need eight hours, five to seven is enough depending on the undercarcadian rhythm that you wake up. But he says something more and more importantly that he said. He says the studies were showing that according the quality of sleep you had was the quality of, of the day you anticipated the next day. That means how you thought the next day would be, how excited you were to face the next day. You know, when we start new businesses, you know, there's, you're getting up. There's nothing. <laughs> six, five, six hours, that's all you need. But when you know you're dealing with heaviness, you're dealing with, you know, problems at work, problems in Shalom that, that heaviness puts you to sleep. And this is where our sages say your, your faith is renewed every single morning. It's such an important, you know, we say this every single day, our faith is renewed every single morning. Even our sages tell us we, we go to bed crying and we, we wake up laughing. We, 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 we wake up la- uh, crying, we wake up uh, smiling, we wake up praising. How, how, do you, how in the world can you go to bed crying and you can wake up praising? Tell me how that's possible. What happened at night? It's called your soul gets refreshed every single morning. And this is why in the morning, you, you, it's, it's extremely important that how you anticipate your next day. And, and again, how do we do that practically? We have to be positive. And what is positive today is having faith that things are going to be for the best. So it's an unbelievable concept. So you can put an alarm clock, you can put a buzz. But if that, kept, that person cannot anticipate the next day, becoming better. Maybe this is why our sleep is extremely exhausting. Maybe this is why we don't want to get out of bed. And Joe Dispenza has said this many times, that sometimes because we've already predicted the next day already, you know, this is why we don't want to wake up. And this is where our, our, our sages are telling us, wake up like a lion. Wake up like a lion. And this is just, just understand. Think about how you go to sleep. And this is why it's, shh. Think about why extremely it's important at night, there's a, bed, there's a bedtime Shema that basically you're squaring the scoreboard. Part of the bedtime Shema, which I don't know how many people say it, but you're supposed to say, forgive me for, for this, forgive me for that, forgive me for that. And also you're supposed to say, please let no other person be punished because of me. Because what happens is at night, your soul is refreshed. So the quality of sleep you have is not based on your mattress, etc. It's based on the deeds that day. So if you had a good day, your, your soul got refreshed, you were going to wake up good. But if that day had really no vitality to it, your soul is tired and you're going to wake up exhausted because it's got no, no oxygen. Think about where you got the oxygen from. Who gave you oxygen? Jay-Z, who gave you oxygen? 
Do you understand? So those two things, the quality of the days, the quality of how you feed your soul, and also how you, how you, what you think about the next day. Like, do you believe things will get better? Are you anticipating? You know, when people fall in love, next thing you know, they're waking up early, they're exercising, but when they're broken up, the guy's not going to the gym, the guy's broken. Think about it. Think about the psychology of that. It's all in our minds. So it's extremely important that we have to be able to anticipate the next day being good. And that will change the way you wake up in the morning. It will change the way you wake up in the morning. You wake up hungry. You wake up like a lion. You wake up, hey, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Just think about kids when they want to go on vacation. My kids, we took, them to, um, we took them to New Jersey to that mall. They were up at 4 o'clock in the morning, packed. Packed, already packed. with their, You're talking about five-year-olds. Already packed. Suitcase, everything. Where? Let's go. We're ready. You take them to school. You gotta wake them up. They're already up. Four o'clock in the morning with their suitcases. A five-year-old. So just understand, on a five-year-old, your teenagers, you want to go to on a trip. Everybody's up. Everybody's up because they can already anticipate the next day. So you should do something at night. Square off the roots. Instead of you know sticking the phone in your face for three hours, maybe do meditation. Tomorrow's going to be a good day. Everything's going to be good. I'm excited to wake up in the morning tomorrow. You know, feed your subconscious, especially when you're going to that, you know, when you're right about to go to sleep. Inject that positivity, and that will make a big difference on how, what, how much sleep you need and the quality of sleep you need. Rav Nachman tells us also that the more a person has pigama brit, the more he needs to sleep, because he's sleeping away his life. So sleep itself, when it's, when it's good, all you need is enough and energizes you. Too much of it obviously makes you, exa- makes you exhausted. So we have, we have to have a better relationship to sleep itself. So another great, great quote I heard is, our life changes when we go from one day to day one. And I thought that was so, so strong. Because it's a common thing you get in life. One day I'll do this. One day I'll 40-day challenge. One day I'll start, I want to do his both. One day I should do this. <laughs> Nothing happens in one day. Nothing happens in one day. We need to make that flip to one day, from one day to day one. This is exactly what Rav Nachman's telling us here. He wants you to train, take all your. He wants you to start the mornings and break the, basically break the barriers in the morning, which we're going to talk about now. But think about areas of your life that that changed. I know my life changed when I said, not one day I want to do his bodu. Remember, I was learning Brussels teachings for almost eight to nine, ten years before I started doing his bodu. And then when things got really bad, that one day became day one. When you told me sexual impurity leads to poverty, one day, day one. Everything happened in my life when I went from one day to day one. I'm going to become the most forgiving person in the world when I found out about the Tomer Devorah. Day one. You have to turn day one somewhere. Somewhere you need to day one. Somewhere, something needs to flip in your brain from one day to day one. Because until you start saying one day, one day, I should have done this. Tony Robbins says, we don't get what we should. We get what we must do. And this is where you really have to turn the should. Otherwise, he says, you should all over yourself. You have to turn the should to the must. I must do this. I'll do my best. I'll do what it takes. And it's extremely, extremely important. You know, Baruch Hashem Amanda Daf Yomi, which is already almost two and a half years. And, and there's been times where I'm like, this is no way I'm doing this. But I'm like, I already went two and a half years. I'm going to quit now. There's no way I'm going to quit now. So you, you, squeeze out another, you squeeze out another page, even though you don't understand everything. 
but the constant constantly squeezing out that that extra. What that does, it, it, it lights up, number one, it lights up confidence. It tells you that, you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to rely on your feelings. Your behaviors will determine your feelings. And it gives you, it makes you free. It does, there's a tremendous stuff that this does to your psyche. Same thing, when you get a trainer and he squeezes you for another 10 minutes, it does a tremendous thing on your psyche. It hits dopamine, I mean, your brain goes on fire when you are going into progress. Progress equals happiness. So this is where when you say one day there's no there's no progress, that means there's no happiness. All you're doing is feeding the excuses. But when you say day one, that's where dopamine starts to hit in your brain. There's nothing as greater as being able to hit that goal. So just waking up in the morning and having that attitude, it changes the way you rise up. And this is exactly what Reb Nathan says: rise up like a morning, because we have to turn. We have to get rid of the cruelty, the cruelty of our of our sleep that's putting us that's put, sleep is a concept of that itself so Rav Nachman says the beginning of everything anything you want to do and he gives the Torah he, he, gives, he begins the Torah in lesson 4 and he says that God commanded a, a, God commanded a raven to feed Eliyahu right there was a time where Eliyahu was, was stuck somewhere and basically he needed to be fed and he fed and the bird that he picked to feed him not a dove dove is a nice bird Dove, they feed everybody. He commanded the raven. Now, why the raven itself? The raven itself does not feed its own children. It's almost telling a Persian person to pay full price. He wouldn't know what to do. A Persian, you have to pay full price. A guy would have a heart attack. Have a heart attack on the spot. I'm saving up for Persian jokes for my LA trip. So I'm in, the Moroccans, I put them on escrow. I, right now we're focusing on, on Persian jokes right now. But pay, tell a Persian, pay a full price. He couldn't do it. He can't do it. He, he'll, he'll figure out somehow or another. This is not right. This is not right. He will not, he can't pay, even if he has a billion dollars, I mean, he can't pay full price. So the same thing. A raven itself, which is a bird that doesn't feed its own children, to go feed somebody else. Can you imagine that? He says, this is exactly... What happens when we, when we take on new devotions? There's a cruelty. There's a cruelty there that has to be broken. There's a comfort zone that, that uh, cruelty today, the, the, the word that we would use today is the comfort zone. There's a zone there that we're so comfortable that any avoidance of pain, for us, is just exactly as hard as a cruelty. And we have to break that. And Rav Nachman tells us the beginning of everything is extremely difficult and you need a lot of openings. The reason why you're, we're not doing what we're doing is because... Good things are meant for the righteous. And all of a sudden, you want to start meditating, you want to start doing this Bodhi Dut, you want to start doing 40-day challenge, but next thing you know, you got three girlfriends. And you got all, you got all kinds of, uh, you got all kinds of klipot on escrow that are, that, are, that are rising at 18% interest. And they want justice. Remember, sins want justice. They want, you created me. Anytime we create a sin, you understand? You actually have a, a, a negative entity claiming, I want I want justice. You created me, now you have to feed me. And who's, how, how am I feeding you? Your energy. Just all of a sudden you create enemies. All of a sudden, let's say all of a sudden you, you have friends and you don't pay them. You have enemies. And now you got to deal with them. You have creditors. What is creditors? Got to feed them. Got to deal with them. So the same things. Anytime we start a devotion, there's always this concept of mishpat that they don't want, to, they don't want you to do it. 
So what happens, Rav Nachman says, a person needs many, many cries. Any, because all beginnings are difficult. And he gives us the comparison of a woman having their first child. You know, a woman having her first child, she doesn't know what she's going to get into. She doesn't know what a contraction is. She doesn't know ovulating this. I had all these terms. I think the first time I went to the false seven false alarms in the hospital and having a baby. But once the second baby comes out, the third baby comes out. It's, the, 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 the hype is over. They already know this is normal. It's part of the process. They're not running to... Oh, the rookie mothers are running to the hospital saying, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm having a baby right now. And the doctor's like, no, you're not. It's a contraction. But I'm sure the husbands have... We've all been there. But after the second and third, you're not running anywhere. Because they, they know what to go through. So the same thing. Our, 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 the hardest thing is to go in from that one day to day one. Once you start day one, that's where all the justice... And, and the, because the reason why this happens is because... Are, are, they want to test you to see if you're really in for it for the right reason. Because if they give you something for free, you might not do it. You might not, you might not. They want to know how much desire you really want to have to have this goal. So the bottom line is you have to pick the goal. And then you have to pay the price through desire on how to break the obstacle. The obstacles are actually meant to fuel you. But Rav Nachman tells us there's a way that we can actually give charity. If we give charity before we start a task, this is why it's, we, we give charity before we pray. We give charity before uh, uh, operation. We give charity. You should always give charity before you do anything. Because charity opens up the whole, right? Because the whole itself represents tzedek. Tzedek means justice. I need the hay. <laughs> Remember, what's all about life is all about bringing back the hay. The tzedakah opens up, sweetens the tzedek. So it opens up the tzedek. It opens up the whole. So anything is anything, a construction. It opens, it, up, it opens it up. You know, you ask people, hey, you started this, you know, you know, you started this thing, but now it's easy for you. Yeah, in the beginning it was difficult. It took a lot of cries. It took a lot of groans. I remember I, I, I heard a very, very good trainer ten, eight, nine, seven, eight years ago. And the first few workouts, I threw up after each workout. It was nerves, nauseation. It was, like, it was complete nauseating because he threw off my, all my comfort zones stuff that I was not comfortable doing. I was so nervous that I threw up. So he says, Mazel tov. You threw up. He didn't say Mazel tov. He says, stay hard. Good, I'm glad you threw up. <laughs> yep. But he always tells me, stay hard, stay hard, stay hard. It's a, it's a constant message. So now that workout is not, it's not you know, even though it's more weights, I, can, I have it. I can handle it. And this is with everything else. With everything else, with everything else, all beginnings are difficult, and you have to be able to scream out, scream out, scream out in that opening. And he said exactly what he says here. When a person wants to embark on a particular path, a devotion, wants to make an awakening, all beginnings are difficult. And where are we starting now? We're starting in the month of Nisan. Nisan's right around the corner, Wednesday night. I'm in LA for, for the singles class on, single, on, on, on Nisan. I mean, this is the, this is the time... This is Lahabdil, the Jewish New Year. This is the time where spring, you got the Aries energy. Aries are all into what? Getting going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's start a new task. Whether they finish it, it's a whole different story. But they do have this fire. Aries represents what? Fire. Let's go. Starting. Starting a task. That's why they have a very short fuse, Aries. Because they don't, they, that, that fire, they have to, now you need, now you need the Taurus energy to maintain it. You understand? You need, Boom. But you have to now maintain that fire. You have to, that fire has to become discipline, not excitement. So the same thing, you have to get excited, and then you have to, write, to, to take that passion and have patience. 
to be able to really, really make a tzimtzum, make a, make a contraction of that light and make it practical. And this is where Rabbi Nachman says, when we give charity, we are able to open up holes that we need. So whatever you're doing today, whatever you're doing, if you want to make from, to get from one day to day one, first, first you have to recognize there's a price to pay. And according to the mess is the price that has to be paid. I mean, it's not everybody, every, one guy could do the 40-day challenge pretty easily. He didn't make, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't so, he didn't drift that far away, but another guy's got residual damage, all kinds of clip out that they have to be paid for. But you have to start somewhere. You can't stay in darkness. That's not the solution either. Where, where, and this, where they're again, whether it's a new diet, whether it's, a, whether it's you, you start changing your lifestyle, plant-based eating, whatever it is, we need to go from day one, one day to day one. And the way we do that is by paying the price. If the first you have to pay the price, give some charity and that's chut, that helps. The second, then you need prayer to develop the ratzon. To develop the ratzon. Very similar to the, the class, this class is very similar to the, 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 the Miriam story where Miriam represents the bitterness that we're in. I don't, I don't like the way I am. I don't like being single. I don't like being this weight. I don't like being this shape. That's the bitterness, that's the mar. The second is Aaron. Aaron represents what? The fuel of, of emotions, of desire, and telling your creator how much you love this. And the third is, is Moshe, which represents already the, new, the, the enhanced consciousness, which is the matzah. So all three of these represent, the mar represents what? The bitterness, the wine represents the desire, the emotional. And the third represents dot, Moshe's dot, already the higher consciousness, which is exactly what we're trying to do at the Seder. The whole purpose of the Seder is really a breakthrough session. It's you're talking about trauma, and now you're, you're, talking, you're going from post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic growth. That's what you're doing. We were slaves, but now I'm free. My pain was my purpose. The whole, the whole Seder is really, it really, really, I mean, it's supposed to be really, really energetic breakthrough uh, concept like we really have to be in the seder and, and think of that matzah as uh, being free. I don't need I don't need dough. I don't need an ego. I don't need validation. I don't need that person to like me. I'm flat. I'm fit. This is who I am. This is my essence. You understand? And the wine is supposed to get us to, to arouse our emotions to to to, to believe we're free. Okay, remember, it liberates you, puts you in joy. But you but you do have to start taste. You have to start with the maror. You do have to start with the bitterness to recognize. I'm, I want better than this. Which is a really un- unbelievable concept. This, if you really look at the, the Seder itself, is, is, a, is a whole concept is liberation. The whole concept is liberation. This is why we have to avoid any form of chametz because the, the chametz is the ego making us feel small. What, the, what, is, what is the ego do? It makes you feel small. It, makes you, it gives you a false self of high, but you're really small because you need, you become dependent on things. So again, Whatever you do, go from one day to day one. Get enough fuel in the tank. Get enough fuel in the tank. But stop saying one day. And stop saying I should do it. <laughs> Start saying I must do it. Get enough leverage. And we should all have major, major Yeshuot. Amen.